0: Have you had a great week? (laughs) How many of you are getting ready to send kids off this week to college? Anybody getting ready to send kids off to college this week? Yes. Meredith and I leave this week to head to Virginia to to take Anna Grace. Uh, It will be a new season in our life. Uh, I don't know if that's a good season or a bad season, but it will be a season. And so as the last one heads off into the... To the To the wild blue yonder, is that what you're supposed to say? And to the sunset, uh, only to come back and uh, but we are we're very thankful. Listen, it is a privilege this morning to have a special guest with us in this room. I know that you're a special guest, but it is a very special guest that we have this with us this morning, Ms. Don Brown. Ms. Don, would you please stand? She is the principal at our Fruitland Park Elementary School here. Would you give her a round of applause? Thank you, Don. Uh, this week begins, today begins Project Generosity. It's an opportunity for us as a community to come back and give, uh, to be, uh, for our monies to be able to go back to our school, uh, to be used there on that campus uh, as Dawn and her team sees fit. We have been very blessed through Blessed Fruitland Park. Through what we do as a church and what other churches and groups and civic groups and businesses individuals as a community as we come together as a whole our goal this year is fifteen thousand dollars to raise last year we were able to raise twenty three thousand dollars our goal this year is fifteen we 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 believe that we're going to exceed that but we want to give you an opportunity to give if you'd like to you can uh, text the word give to our text line um, and you'll see a pull down where there's blessed Fruitland Park. I think there's something specifically that says Project Generosity that you can give. Our goal as a church family is $1,000. I know that's not an awful lot. You usually exceed that tremendously, um, but uh, we want to give you an opportunity to participate this year in Project Generosity. It'll be this Sunday and next Sunday. Check presentation comes up on August the 23rd, which is a Wednesday, and that's always a great day. And Don, we're excited to have you. Thank you for all that you do. The funnel is not the church. The funnel is the schools these days, and so goes the school, so goes the community, and we believe in what you're doing there on our school campus. Um, Labor Day, guys, make sure that you make plans. That service will be televised at 9.15. We will do one service that morning at 9.15, and it will be live streamed for those of you that can't make it down. We wanna make sure we will not have services here that morning. Brian Broom, you are my hero, just so you know that. Yes. really Leslie's the hero you're the yes we know that can we spend some time talking about God's word today look to the person next to you and say this is going to sting a little bit will you do that Now you're wondering what's going to sting, right? <laughs> have you ever been hurt? Have you ever been hurt by the words of others? Ha- ha- have, you ever, have you ever been hurt? Maybe it was intentional, maybe it was not intentional, but the words that were spoken were not encouraging words, but they were words that were very hurtful. There was a wound that, that was associated with those words that were given. Maybe you weren't hurt. Maybe you were the one who hurt someone else. Maybe you were the perpetrator. Words can either be helpful, they can be hurtful, they can be healing, um, or they can be destructive. And what seems like simple words from time to time, it's not that big of a deal, can be harmless, yet they can also do irreparable damage some of you are carrying around wounds from the past way past maybe it happened as a child maybe it was some words that were spoken to you as a child it could have been by a child teacher it could have been a friend it could have been a parent it could have been a relative it could have been a neighbor maybe it was on the ball field maybe it was in the home maybe maybe it was in the church M- maybe it was by somebody who was a professing believer and follower, maybe it was somebody that stood up on stage. Maybe it was a person that was singing. Maybe it was a person who was preaching. And the words that they spoke didn't help, but they hurt. Are we on the same wavelength? Let me give you the definition of gossip so that we're all... We're all in the same playing ground. So if I were to define gossip, this may be how I would define it. Casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. I use the word gossip. But specifically, I'm talking about sharing information or details Not in an effort to encourage someone, but in an effort to make someone else look bad. See, you know, you can hide it, can't you? You can hide it. You can hide it in the form of a prayer request. Shake your head, I know. You can hide it in multiple forms, but gossip is gossip, and it's not there to heal. It's there to hurt. You know it many of you've experienced it i just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page sometimes gossip can be truthful but the information being shared isn't to assist somebody in moving forward but it's to keep them in the past and moving backwards it's not truth in love it's truth without love it could be truth See, truth without love is meanness, right? Love without truth is meaningless. Truth in love is meaningful. But how many times do we share something, not truth in love, but just truth because we want to make sure that they feel the pain that we feel. We've been reading through Proverbs and I thought it would be good for us to pause and we don't have an awful lot of time today, so I'll move really fast, but I thought it would be good to pause just for a second and talk about something, a topic that is inside of the book of Proverbs that we read over and over again. Matter of fact, they say that there's more about speech and our tongue in the book of Proverbs than any other book in the Bible. More than 50% they say, I've not done the statistics and I've not sat down and done all the work to figure it out. There are scholars that say that more than 50% of what we read about the tongue in our language is found in the book of Proverbs alone. So if it talks that much about it, I think it's important that we talk about it today. And what I, I'm not going to just specifically focus on a passage, but I'm going to take a, a, a myriad of passages and I'm going to try to bring them together. And what I want to do is I want to look at maybe a few principles that I think that we find in reference to our speech and the topic of our topic of gossip and, and, and see if there's something that we can pull out that would be of a help to us. And at the end, I wanna give you a tool that I think will be helpful that will help us think about the words that come out of our mouth and when we're thinking about saying something, maybe we would go back and use this as a tool. Is it something, that's, is it something that, that needs to be said or, or not? So let's start off and do this today. Let's look at the first principle that I think is important this might even get a chuckle out of you today. Gossip is attractive, enticing. It's attractive and it's enticing. Proverbs 18:8 8 says this: that rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. The NIV says it this way: the words of gossip are like choice morsels; they go down into the inmost parts. There are two words in the Hebrew language that can be translated into the English language of, uh, in reference to gossip. One of those words actually means murmurer, chatterer, or whisperer, Whisper, whisper. And the gossip, the whisperer, the morsels that they share, it says that they're hard to say no to, they're desirable. It's like chocolate chip cookies, you can't eat just one. It's like the potato chip, you know. How many of us just walk, they reach into the potato chip bag and we get just one and we're done. I I like to get the bag and take it with me and get some sour cream, you know. Meredith says, what are you doing? I said, I'm just gonna have some potato chips. She said, you're not having potato chips, you're having a whole bag of potato chips. They're desirable, they're desirable. Maybe you remember the National Enquirer, I think it's sort of a thing of the past, it was just sold after 100 years in business. Good, (laughs) so good. As a child, I remember walking through the, I don't know when the last time I've been to a grocery store. Thank the Lord for Kroger these days. But anyway, I I remember as a child going through the grocery store with my mother and there on the stand as you walk through was the National Enquirer and what was on the front of that page was always catchy, wasn't it? And how many of us used to go, I know that's not true, but how many would pick up and buy it? Because inquiring minds want to know, Right. People like to have the scoop, regardless if it's true or not. The proverb says, listen, it's difficult to resist and to turn away from gossip. Rumors are dainty morsels that seek deep into one's heart. And so Will Rogers said this, the author. He said that the only time that, that people dislike gossip is when the gossip is about them So gossip is attractive, it's enticing. What about this? Gossip by nature is a form of betrayal or unfaithfulness. What we find in Proverbs chapter 11, it says that a gossip goes around telling secrets but those who are trustworthy can keep confidence. The NIV would say a gossip betrays confidence but a trustworthy person can keep a secret and here we see the second word, the second word for gossip in the English language, which means tale-bearer or story-teller. And the proverb is saying that when we gossip about someone, it's a form of betrayal, of treating someone improperly. That when we share information about someone that's told to us in confidence, we are being unfaithful. The trustworthy person can keep a secret, but the gossiper can't. Look to the person next to you and say, "Uh uh-oh, When's the last time that somebody's told you something in confidence and yet you couldn't keep it to yourself? You had to tell somebody else. Maybe you've told something to someone that you shouldn't have because it wasn't your story to tell, but you didn't think it was really that big a deal. What's that old saying? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's not true, is it? How many of us pass on information not even realizing the damage that can be caused? But if you know anything about gossip, you know that it can be deliberately used and strategically used with the intent of causing pain and suffering. Proverbs 15, 12 says, The tongue of the wise makes knowledge appealing, but the mouth of the fool belches, burps, throws up, throws out foolishness. So which one do you represent, the fool or the wise? Which one do you want to be known as, a betrayer, somebody who's unfaithful, somebody who's untrustworthy, or somebody that speaks truth and love? Which brings us to the third thought about gossip. It's destructive. The old song says it only takes a spark to get a fire going. Now, if you go back and look, the context of that is in reference to being a light, being evangelistic, showing others, telling others about Christ. But that is also really applicable for us when we talk about gossip and we talk about the use of the tongue because it only takes a spark to get a fire going. And under the right conditions, a fire can do an awful lot of damage. What starts with a spark can eventually become an overwhelming flame. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with what's going on in Hawaii over the past few days. I've only caught bits and pieces. Having been a firefighter, I know what it's like for a spark to cause a huge flame. I was a firefighter back when I was in college for two summers with the with U.S. Fire Service. And I worked out of Fanoki, the National Refuge, and they would send us off to fires, and I remember being on an island one time And the fire wasn't on the ground. The fire was in the trees because of the wind. It got up into the trees and it did what was called was crowning and never, ever touched the ground. The wind was blowing off the beach. It was on an island called Wausau Island and Blackbeard Island off the coast of Georgia. There was nothing we could do. It was not on the ground. It was in the air. They said that in Maui, this is probably, this is the modern, be the modern equivalent. In modern history, this is the worst disaster, fire disaster was first deaths. 93 already confirmed, and they say there are hundreds and hundreds that have still yet, they know where they are. How did it start? Hurricane came through, dry conditions, the spark, where it started, nobody knows at this moment. They're not trying to figure out how it started, they're just trying to get it put out gossip is destructive. It's the same thing. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. It's destructive. Gossip can not only wound, but it will destroy. It destroys relationships. It destroys friendships. In Proverbs 16, 28, it says a troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends. And here we go back to the word whisper again. Maybe you heard the the saying back in World War II, loose lips sink ships. I don't know if you remember that. It was in reference to sharing information that could be passed on and that information would be used against. Confidential information can cost people their lives. But loose lips just don't sink ships, but it also sinks and destroys relationships, friendships. And you've seen it. Probably you've experienced it somewhere along the way. You used to have a relationship with someone, but you don't necessarily have that relationship because it's been destroyed by something that's come out of somebody's mouth, maybe yours, maybe theirs, or someone else's. The fallout from foolishness, hurtful words. Did you hear what she said? Did you, do you know what they did? And before you know it, a volcano has erupted. Before you know it, a friendship has been destroyed. Proverbs 17, 9, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. Gossip causes rifts. It causes division. Are you known as a stink stirrer or a peacemaker? Any stink stirrers in the room, would you raise your hand? Gossip just doesn't destroy friendships, though. It also destroys reputations. Proverbs eleven nine, with their words, the godless destroy the friends, their friends, but knowledge will rescue the righteous. I don't know if you've ever heard of a lady by the name of Madame Curry. She was a scientist, a Nobel Prize winner, but it says, a uh, Nobel Prize winner, but it says she was bringing... Um, she was brought to the, to the brink of, of wanting to take her own life because of gospel, the gossip that was spread that surrounded her husband's death when he died unexpectedly. With words, the godless person destroys friends, neighbors, or anyone else that's in their path. Notice the, the word that's used to describe the person that is destroying others. They're called godless, which means without God. In other words, when we use our tongue to destroy someone else, to hurt someone else, God is absent in the midst of that process that's going on. You aren't acting in wisdom, but what you're acting is out of the flesh. The intent of your heart isn't to help, but it's to hurt. You aren't looking to do things God's way. You're looking to do things the way that you want them to be done. But when the damage is done, it can be difficult to untie, to undo that when it's done. And gossip can be relentless when paired with the heart of a godless person. And yet how many of us use the name Christian to get ourselves through? Gossip used to be relegated to to speech and it used to be relegated to the passing of a note. But these days it's even more dangerous with social media and texting, isn't it? Gossip not only destroys relationships, destroys relation, um, reputations, but also it destroys our hope of peace. In Proverbs 26, 20, it says, Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip starts. And so you have the illustration here of gossip is to a quarrel as wood is to a fire. It's the fuel that feeds. Gossip is a fuel. And when we stop gossiping, it's like taking away the fuel of a fire. When you take away the wood, there's nothing else to burn. There's nothing else to consume. In other words, the fuel, when you take it away, eventually it'll be put out. But when the gossip continues, the fire will as well. And as long as the gossip exists, there'll be a lack of peace How many, of you, how many of us understand the destructiveness of the tongue? I don't think we do an awful lot of times. So many things come out of our mouth without even considering the implications of those conversations. What should we do? How should we do? How should we respond? Let me give you a forethought here. Steer clear of gossip and those who gossip. Simple. Steer clear of those who gossip as well as uh, clear of gossip as well as those who gossip. As believers, we should never be known for stirring distinct people. We should be known for being peacekeepers, speaking truth and love. Just because something is true doesn't necessarily mean though no, it's beneficial. Amen. Let me say that again. Just because something is true doesn't necessarily mean that it's beneficial. Amen? Amen. The fool has a problem discerning the difference between what's beneficial or what's not beneficial. We should not just be the initiator of gossip, but we also don't need to be the recipient of it. Listen, I don't think people coming to you and telling you everything that's going on is necessarily something that's good. Are you with me? You might think it's, oh, well, listen, everybody comes and tells me everything. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Where do people take the trash? You take it to the garbage. Don't be a dumping station for people's mess. Amen? Amen? I told you this would be sting, this would sting a little bit. <laughs> but when gossip comes to you, hopefully it hits a dead end. Proverbs 20, 19 says, a gossip goes around telling secrets. Don't hang around with chatterers. In other words, don't hang out with people who have a problem talking too much. Literally, this is what it's saying. Avoid a person who opens up their lips. Avoid a person who has who can't wait to say something or share that piece of information. It's like the three pastors in the community. They had worked in the community, small community, for quite some time. One was a Baptist pastor, one was a Presbyterian pastor, and one was a Lutheran pastor. They really didn't know each other. They would see each other, but they decided one day that they would take a fishing trip. They all like to go fishing, Jack. So they all loaded up in this boat. They went fishing. These were pastors. They didn't catch a lot of fish. They aren't like me, okay? So... (laughs) So they're on the way back in. They're, they're on the way back in. The guy said, man, we didn't catch an awful lot of fish. One guy said, I know I had a really good time, though. And then the Presbyterian pastor said, listen, guys. He said, I just want y'all to know I've really, man, I've been struggling because I, I've, I've needed some relationships. I've needed some friendships where I could just be honest and authentic. and really, Guys, I need some prayer. Can I talk to y'all for a second? And they said, well, sure, man. You can talk to us. The Presbyterian pastor said, I've been really struggling with my abuse of alcohol. And the two other guys are looking, you know, and he's like, I know, I know, I know. He said, I've just, he said, I've just been struggling. I need you guys to hold me accountable and pray. Would you pray with me? Both of them said, oh yeah, yeah, we'll pray for you. Lutheran pastor said, well, since we're being honest, I've been struggling with gambling. I just need y'all to pray for me and hold me accountable too. And they said, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Baptist pastor, he's not saying nothing. Got his mouth shut, just sitting there, and they both are looking at him. Don't you have something to share? Well, yeah, I need some prayer. They said, well, What's your problem? Well, I don't have a drinking problem, and I don't have a gambling problem. And he didn't say anything. They said, What's your problem? He said, Well, my problem is I, 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 I have a hard time keeping secrets. <laughs> Gossip goes around telling secrets. Don't hang around with chatterers. You take your life into your own hands when you hang out with somebody who participates in such. Anything you can say will be held against you and shared with others as well. Listen, if somebody will talk to you about somebody else, they'll talk to somebody else about you. To this point, we've talked about all the negative stuff that's happened with the tongue, gossip. How bad gossip is, how we need to avoid it. Those who do it. Wisdom is knowing what to avoid. But what about what about the what about wise use of the tongue? What are not not just about avoiding that which is wrong? What about doing what is right? Wisdom is about doing what is right when it comes to our tongue and conversations let me let me give you this principle in reference to what is positive the tongue of the wise brings healing proverbs 12:18 some people make cutting remarks but the words of the wise bring healing the tongue of the wise brings healing in proverbs we've been talking about wisdom and how to live wise lives not how just to read god's word but how to apply it how to apply God's words to our lives and live that out. You know, and as it relates to wisdom and as it relates to the tongue, how do, we, how do we desire to use our tongue and to use our speech to heal and to help and to be a salve, to bring peace, to encourage others, not cause division and tear people down. The tongue of the wise will bring healing is what the Scripture says. You know, and for those of us that are part of the church family that, are, that, that say that we've trusted Christ, shouldn't that be our goal? I mean, how, how do we use our tongue to do what is right, to speak words of encouragement? That whatever comes out of our mouth, it would be for healing, not for harm. That whatever words we speak wouldn't be to hurt, but it would be to help. We find in Scripture that faithful are the words of a friend, that they can be trusted. The difference between a gossip and a concerned friend is like the difference between a surgeon and a butcher. Both cut meat, but for different reasons and with different results. See, a wise friend may say something that hurts, but they're going to speak truth and they're going to speak it in love. They're not going to speak behind your back. They're going to speak to your face because they want to help you, not to hurt you. What they're speaking to you is they're speaking to you because they want you to learn. They want you to grow. They want you to mature. The Apostle James, in his writing, says that no man can tame the tongue. In other words, in our own power, our ability to control the tongue is impossible. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, it can be brought into submission and under the authority of the Lord, and it can be used for what's right. It's the person that wakes up in the morning praying, Lord, I, I've done great so far. I haven't gossiped. I haven't complained. I haven't hurt anybody well yet today. I've been kind and I've been generous with my words. I've not been grumpy to my spouse. I'm not irritable. and I've not been nasty as I sometimes can be. But Lord, that might change in the next few minutes when I plan to get out of bed. <laughs> As believers, we should be asking the Holy Spirit, Jesus lived through me. When Meredith and I were in Chattanooga taking care of, we spent a couple of days at a hotel just doing nothing, just looking at each other. You ever done that? You just sort of look, you know. <laughs> and um, I went down that morning to get some breakfast for Meredith, and uh, I wanted to bring it up to her. I wanted to be a good husband. So I went down and I got a few things. And, I, and uh, while I was there, I couldn't find any milk, so I'm looking all over the place and... Couldn't find any milk regardless. And uh, I, I saw this lady that was sort of arranging stuff, and I said, ma'am, I said, listen, I'd like to be able to take my wife some milk. I said, is there any that that I can't I can't find any? And she said, she looked, she said, I, can't, I don't see any either. And, I, and she said, honey, you hold on one second. She said, I'll get you some milk. I think we just had a new shipment come in. So she went back, and she came back, and she brought me those little milk cartons we used to have in school, little bitty ones. And... Um, and she handed me two of them. And I said, listen, thank you so much. And she said, honey, if you need anything else, you let me know. And I'll make sure you're taken care of. And she turned around to, to walk away. And I said, I said this, this passing phrase, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. And she stopped. And she wheeled around. And she said, oh, glory. Laughter. Biggest smile you've ever seen. And she said, that's my goal every day. She said, to see Jesus, you've got to know him. I said, you got that right. Our words can heal. Our words can encourage. Our words can spur on to greater things. See, Jesus wasn't just resurrected from the grave so that we could have eternal life in heaven one day, but Jesus was raised from the grave so that he could live in us right now and we could experience that freedom and what it's like to be his instrument here on this earth. Amen? Amen. Instead of gossiping about others, you could spend time praying for them. Story of two girls on the playground. One was really hateful and critical. She always seemed to talk about other little girls and she approached this one girl and she said, "Um, did you see that? That girl, she's so clumsy and she's not good at playing any games. And the other little girl said, you know, she's not really good at playing games, but she always plays fair. A little bit later on, the girl said another comment about the other girl and she said, you know, she's not very smart either. And the other little girl said, I know she struggles in class, but I bet she studies really hard. A little bit later on, the girl said, I don't know if you've noticed, but look at her clothes, how, how, how old and how out of date and, and holy that they are, to which the other little girl said, you know, but she's always clean. Doesn't take an awful lot to find something negative, does it? I don't think Jesus is in the middle of that. See, the wise person will choose their words to heal, not to hurt. In closing, let me give you a tool really quickly. Can I do that? Here's a tool. Write the word think down. Maybe you've had that on your paper. Think. Think. Before you go to say something, you just need to think. You need to think about what you're going to say. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? The next time you go to say something, ask yourself that question Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Does it inspire them to greater things or does it move them in backwards? Is it something that's necessary? Is it a word that is kind? See, some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. That's what Proverbs twelve eighteen says. May the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing in His sight. May our words be used for healing. But what if you've blown it? Let's just go there for a second. What if you were the perpetrator? What if if not you were the one on the receiving end, but what if you were the perpetrator? Okay? Because I know we don't have any perpetrators in this room. I know we have nobody in this room that's ever used their words to hurt. But what if you have? So, you can share this with somebody else. You, this isn't necessarily for you, but this is for somebody else, okay? So, you tell somebody else that maybe you know him that's blown it. Don't say it to your spouse if you're married, okay? Don't do that. But if somebody's blown it, you tell them to own it, right? If somebody's blown it, just tell them to own it. Admit it, no excuses. Excuses get you nowhere. It just continues the pain in the process. If you've blown it, you own it. Admit it, no excuses. If there's somebody that you need to go to and ask forgiveness, oh, not you, but them, okay? If there's somebody that they need to go to, somebody that you know that's done this, they might need to go to somebody and ask forgiveness. And learn your lesson. Because see the heart of Jesus and what comes out of our mouth isn't words that hurt, They're words that heal. It's truth in love. The words may hurt, but the words may be truth, but they're spoken because they're spoken out of love, not of hatred, not of bitterness. I am so glad that Heritage is a place of perfect people and we don't have this issue. (laughs) It's not, is it? It's a church family that's made of broken people. Hurting people. But this is what I know. We are forgiven people. And our desire should be able to do what's right and to be wise with our conversations. And we want to live that way because we want Jesus to be brought to glory. Amen? And when we live that way as a church family, not only does it bring God glory, Rob Bower Socks, what also it does, it becomes very attractive to people out there that are hurting, that are struggling, that have been stung, and don't know what to do. But what if you're the one that's been hurt? Proverbs 17 9, going back to what it says, love prospers when fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. I know if you've been hurt, I know how difficult it can be. Forgiveness goes a long way. It does. When somebody's hurt you with the words that they've spoke, I get it. Sure, you can retaliate. That's the life of a fool. Wisdom says forgive not because they deserve it, but because you want to say, I will not be held in bondage by that foolishness. I'm not going to walk away with that, with that trash and tote it around with me any longer. Wisdom. Man, this book is full of it. Everything that it says in this Bible is true. Yes. The takeaway, gossip, it's enticing. It feels good, but it's destructive. Stay away from it. May this place be a place of peace and hope. I promise you this, if you don't know me, if I hear foolishness, I'll come to you and talk about it. If you got something you need to come and talk to me about, please feel free to do that because I put my underwear on every day just like you do. Do you get what I'm telling you? Just because I sit on this stage does not mean that I am perfect and I don't make mistakes. There are many times I have to ask for forgiveness. I'm sorry, will you forgive me? I was wrong. But I know Jesus loves me and I know he's forgiven me and I want to be a light for him so that eventually what Brian was talking about earlier run to the father see there's lots of people that run a run to the father but such a, there's such a confusing message in our world today about where that is i want to provide an environment so people can always run and know that there's hope here not because of the people are here but the god that we serve would you pray with me today father we're very thankful for your word for the healing that it brings Remind us of the the damage and the destructiveness of gossip in the tongue and how evil it can be. Help us to be men and women of wisdom, using the tongue and our speech to heal and to encourage, to lift up and to edify. And in those moments that we blow it, would we own it? Would we ask for forgiveness if need be? And may we seek to do what's right. For the person here that may be carrying around some baggage where a relationship has been broken and they're carrying around words from the past that have hurt, Jesus, I pray that they would go to you and acknowledge that pain and that suffering. Father, I pray that they would begin to pray for that person that hurt them. And in some type of a way, there would be forgiveness given. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of being your church. This is your church. May we live as your people under your word, under submission, under your authority. Father, may we be in this community a light so that others may know you and the power of the risen Savior. Did I, and Father, today I want to pray specifically for some families that I know that are suffering right now that are struggling. I think about Josie and, and Ryan Brown and the birth of Ledger and some of the complications that Little Ledger is having. And Father, I'm praying right now for Mike and, and Heather and, and the impending birth of, of Olive. And Father, some of the complications they're having right now at 30 weeks and in that hospital. Jesus, I pray for that child, for both of those children and their, and their families. I pray for healing in both of, their, both of their little bodies. Not just for spiritual healing, but for this church body, for the person that's been hurt. For those of us in this room that may have acted as a perpetrator at some point in time and we've hurt someone else, may we listen to your word and to the Holy Spirit and respond accordingly. Help us to be your ambassadors to this community as we walk out these doors today. And I pray for Don and for our school here, Fruitland Park Elementary School and all our other schools that we work with within our communities. I pray for protection. Lord, I pray for... um, that our school campuses will be places where kids not just learn about education and about math and and, and science and, and reading and writing, but, Lord, they would learn character. They would learn about you. Father, I pray for safety on our campuses. Lord, I pray that this gift that would be taken up for Project Generosity that would help meet the needs that Don and her staff feels that they have that are not being addressed by budgets. Thank you for the privilege of having an incredibly generous community. Father, would you blow away that goal and even do more than what we anticipate. Be with us as we go out. Help us to live as wise people in Jesus' name. Amen.